Welcome to No Baller. I am Chris Rawl. It is Thursday, August 12th. On today's show, the search for the most valuable commodity in the NFL, a quality quarterback on a rookie contract. Before we get there, we start this show where we will always start this show. One reason why gambling should be legal in the state of Utah. Now, the New York Yankees and the Chicago White Sox are playing a baseball game tonight in a field of corn. No, that is not hyperbole. That's not me trying to subliminally express my love for corn, which is definitely there and exists in great quantities. I could talk about corn for days and days and days. No, MLB has determined that they should replicate the setting of a very weird Kevin Costner movie where he plays baseball with ghosts. I think, I don't know, I haven't seen it. It's called The Field of Dreams. Tonight, the Yankees and the White Sox are playing in Iowa in a cornfield, not against ghosts, but against real people. I am betting on the game. I'm betting over nine and a half at plus 102. I'm kind of excited to watch hopefully all humans, but maybe ghosts, maybe Kevin Costner. I don't know. I know there will be corn. I'm very excited for that. And we have our reason why gambling should be legal in the state of Utah, because it will inspire you to root for grown adults to bash dingers in the middle of Billy Goat, Iowa. And now a word from our sponsor, Traeger Grills. With your masquerading always Traeger invented the original wood-fired grill over 30 years ago in Mount Angel, Oregon. They continue to lead the industry as the world's number one selling wood-fired grill, perfected by decades of mastering the craft of wood-fired cooking. You can find out more at TraegerGrills.com. Quarterbacks are the most valuable commodity in the NFL. A superstar quarterback, it's the quickest pathway to contention. There's a reason why over the last 20 years you look around and you see teams quarterbacked by Aaron Rodgers and Peyton Manning and Tom Brady and Drew Brees uh, and most recently Pat Mahomes. There's a reason you see teams quarterbacked by those players continually in the playoffs and continually in the Super Bowl mix because quarterback is the most important position in the sport. Granted, not as important as we want it to be or think or talk about, but it is the most important position in the game of football. Uh, As part of this understanding... If you have a superstar quarterback, and and when I say superstar quarterback, I don't mean a really good quarterback. I don't mean an awesome quarterback. I mean a true superstar. Uh, Somebody who, if you put them onto a roster that is middling or below average, they can drag them to 10 wins and the playoffs. If you have a quarterback like that, you pay them whatever they want. Whatever the highest percentage of the salary cap is that you can dedicate towards a quarterback, you say, take it. We will... Do it, and we will do backflips because this is a pathway to contention. You throw your hat into the ring in the playoffs every single year. Sooner or later, hopefully, you break through. Uh, At the very worst, as the Packers have kind of shown us with Rodgers after they won their one and only Super Bowl under him, uh, you can piecemeal a roster together around a quarterback uh, that can win 10 games if he is a true superstar. Uh, And so you can pay him a lot of money and still make the playoffs and still contend for Super Bowls doing that. Now, as part of this understanding that the quarterback is the most valuable commodity in the NFL, there's kind of a subset of that idea. And it's only recently really been emphasized by teams within the NFL. It's that there is nothing, nothing, nothing more valuable in the NFL than a quality starting quarterback on a rookie contract. Nothing at all. Because this provides you two things. Obviously, quality quarterback play, that's kind of a must. But 
more importantly, or just as importantly, depending on how you think and feel about this subject, you have a quarterback that is making pennies on the dollar relative to your cap. And so you can dedicate a large amount of your cap space to other positions and flush out a roster in a way that a team who is dedicating $35 million a year to their quarterback just can't do. Russell Wilson, he really kind of opened the door into this possibility when he came on with the Seahawks as a rookie and he made two Super Bowls on super, super, super cheap rookie contract. Seattle wins one of them. At the time, Wilson, he's making less than $1 million per year as he's helping guide the Seahawks to these two Super Bowls and annual playoff contention. And it really, it kind of unlocked uh, this possibility for a lot of teams. They looked at Seattle and said, wow, uh, Wilson, he's really good in his own right. He's doing what Seattle needs him to do. He's handing off to Marshawn Lynch. He's making plays when needed be. But more importantly, Seattle can really flush out this roster, especially on that defensive side of the ball. And so we have the Legion of Boom, and we have Michael Bennett leading that incredible defensive front seven. And you have a defense that you couldn't really build and retain if you were paying your quarterback $35 million compared to the 700 and some odd thousand dollars that the Seahawks were paying Wilson at the time. It's enormous, enormous cap advantage over all of these other teams that are paying their quarterback $25 million to be just, a, you know, the 13th best quarterback in the league. That's kind of what the Seahawks unlocked during this time frame. And it's why so many teams took note of this. And we've really seen a rush over the last five plus years by a lot of teams to tap into this advantage. A quality rookie quarterback on a rookie contract. Now we can build out the roster around him. And we have this small window of contention where we have an enormous cap advantage. And then we have a decision to make at the end of their rookie contract, whether or not this is a true superstar and we're willing to pay them a lot of money and dedicate a lot of cap space to them. It's essentially an arms race for this commodity that I'm talking about as the most valuable in the NFL, quality quarterback on a rookie contract. I want to read something from Kalen Jones of The Ringer. Teams are at a significant advantage if they make the most of their rosters when they have passers on rookie deals. According to SpotTrack, 14 NFL quarterbacks have contracts whose average cap percentages account for at least 13% of their team's cap room over the span of their deals. Meanwhile, Trevor Lawrence's rookie deal, which has an average cap percentage of 5.04%, is the highest average figure, figure of any quarterback currently on a rookie contract, giving the Jaguars ample financial flexibility to supplement their roster to support Lawrence. Figuring out whether that quarterback is worth building around, however, is a process that begins during the passer's rookie season, end quote. So this is a very interesting, uh, we'll call it a conundrum. It's an attempt by teams that have quarterbacks on rookie contracts to find the sweet spot between patience and between urgency. Both of those things exist within a quarterback's rookie deal. On the patient side, obviously, you have a rookie quarterback and there's patience that's built into that experience. They are indeed a rookie. They are going to make mistakes that a more seasoned player might not make. They need to gain an understanding of how to play the position within the NFL uh, within a small amount of time in order to make a team competitive. There's a lot of patience built into that experience. On the other side, the urgency is twofold. Number one, you're in a race against your cap. When you have a quarterback on a rookie deal, well, 
you can build out a roster in that three, four, five years, however long it is. But you also have a small window in order to do that before you have to make a decision, which also plays into that urgency side. A decision whether or not this quarterback is good and can really carry you to contention if they're making a large amount of money relative to your cap. Uh, And life comes at you fast in the NFL. We know this. We see an example of this every single year from a a wide variety of teams. One year, you're the hot thing. The very next year, the bottom team in your division or vice versa. Uh, One day, you're preaching patience. The next day, you just feel the weight of this urgency. Every team is kind of perpetually struggling to find a balance between these two areas. It's the idea that we can't rush things because we have a rookie quarterback. You know, we need to preach patience. On the other hand, we kind of need to win soon. So how do we maximize both of these things? Uh, And the hardest part of this patience urgency conundrum for teams with rookie quarterbacks is that decision that I talked about, where when you get to the end of that rookie contract, you're going to have to make a decision uh, whether or not this guy is good and you can win a Super Bowl with him if you tie up a large percentage of your cap with this guy. If you make the wrong decision, it's going to hamstring your organization for a while. But it's also really hard to draft a quarterback high in the first round and cut ties with him after three or four years because you know that, well, we're just going to have to go and probably repeat that cycle again. It's the caught between a rock and a hard place. So there's a lot of examples of this over the last five plus years. The one that I kind of want to concentrate on is maybe the cautionary tale is Blake Bortles in Jacksonville, who back in the 2014 draft was picked third overall. And we knew going into this experience that there was going to need to be a lot of patience. Raw passer coming out of UCF, physical tools, but he was going to take time to develop. Everybody understood this when he was picked third overall. In games started by Bortles over the next three seasons, the Jaguars go 11 and 34. So now they're in kind of the race against time. We have the quarterback on the rookie deal right now, but we need an answer whether or not this guy is our quarterback and we are going to pay him more money. We need an answer pretty soon. 2017, it's a breakthrough on a team level. The Jags win the AFC South, surprisingly so. They make a great playoff run to the AFC title game uh, and come this close to beating New England and making the Super Bowl that year. Coincidentally enough, they would have played Russell Wilson and uh, Seattle. Russell Wilson on his rookie quarterback deal. They're up 20 to 10 in the fourth quarter of that game in New England. The Jaguars are. Again, this close to making a Super Bowl, and who knows what would have happened within that Super Bowl. The defense that year for Jacksonville, it is off the charts. One of the very best defenses that we've seen in the last decade in the NFL. Jalen Ramsey, Miles Jack, A.J. Bouye, Telvin Smith, Calais Campbell. Go down the list. There's a million people on that roster that have been awesome NFL players. And the Jaguars really, really built up that side of the ball and rode that to this AFC South title and a heartbeat away from making the Super Bowl. By the end of that season, the defense, they're leading the league in forced fumbles, completion percentage, passing yards allowed per game, passer rating, defensive touchdowns. They're second in the league in sacks, interceptions, total takeaways, yards allowed per game, points allowed per game. You get what I'm saying here. Truly an elite defense, one of the very best we've seen in recent history. So it's not to say that Bortles wasn't a valuable member of that team. Bortles, he had a reasonable season in his own right. He passes for 3,700 yards. That's fine, whatever. He has a 21-13 to touchdown to interception ratio. Okay, you can live with that. 
on a team with an elite defense, seven yards per attempt. All right, not good, not bad. But the Jaguars have a decision to make at that time. Uh, caught between the rock and the hard place. Do we want to reset? We have a roster in place that just made the AFC title game. We were really close to making the Super Bowl. We have this rookie quarterback on his rookie deal right now. Is he worthy of an extension? Do we want to pay him money? Uh, that's what the Jaguars had to evaluate and make a decision on at the time. And I think a lot of people were in the camp that, uh, I'm not sure how integral Bortles is to your success. The Jaguars felt differently. And they give him a three-year, $54 million contract extension at that time, based upon the 2017 season. Um, and that was disastrous for their organization because his play immediately craters the following season. He hasn't started a game in the NFL since 2018, that following year. Um, seems like sooner rather than later, he will be out of the league. The Jaguars essentially dismantle their entire roster over the course of the next few years. That defense that seemed so bright and so promising, all of these players, for the most part, are now elsewhere. They're shipping them off for draft picks, and they're still playing like superstars across the league. Jalen Ramsey, right at the top of that list, comes to mind who's probably the best cornerback in football. But it's shocking how quickly that team looked like the future was wide open, and then literally the next year, the future was gone. And over the next two years, the entire team was essentially gone. And interestingly enough, now we've seen that roster dismantled, shipped out for draft picks or cut or just general botched moves by management. And now it's led into Trevor Lawrence in present day and kind of the repeat of that cycle um, where the Jaguars are hoping, okay, we hope that we have the most valuable commodity that the NFL has in present day, quality starting quarterback on a rookie contract. We don't know with Trevor Lawrence, but I think a lot of people believe that he could be that for them. And there are teams throughout the league trying to find this balance. I've been consuming a lot, a lot of content when it comes to the NFL and training camp and all that kind of stuff because it's just something I like. And I like to get, you know, test the pulse of how teams are feeling and how players are looking, all that kind of stuff. And when I think about this particular issue and teams trying to find the balance between patience and urgency with quarterbacks on rookie contracts, there are tons of them throughout the league. Uh, yesterday, I'm listening to a podcast about Joe Burrow and the Bengals. There's a ton of talk coming out of their camp. They're going, oh, Burrow was promising last year, and then he went down with a knee injury, and he was out for the rest of the season. And now he's coming back on this restructured knee, and he doesn't look great in camp because he doesn't really trust it, and the Bengals aren't pass-protecting again, just like they did last year. And the Bengals' offense looks really clunky. And Zach Taylor, their coach, he's feeling the urgency of, I need to win pretty damn soon or I'm going to be out of a job. And Joe Burrow's feeling the urgency of, okay, I need to play up to my capabilities that I've shown at LSU and at the first half of my rookie season. And I have a need that I don't fully trust right now. How much patience do we have with all of these issues? That's what the Bengals are trying to find. How much urgency is that entire organization feeling? When on the one hand, they're trying to maximize Burrow on a rookie contract, but also put pieces around him namely an offensive line would be a good start to allow him to succeed and to also better evaluate, can we win a Super Bowl with this guy as our starting quarterback? 
the Chargers are another really interesting test case of the quarterback on the rookie deal. Justin Herbert, who was the revelation of last year, he looks on a superstar trajectory. He was awesome on a Chargers team that did not win a lot of games last year, but it was not because of Justin Herbert's fault. Uh, Now the Chargers, I think they see a quicker path to contention than you would have thought a year ago because they have incredible stars at the top. Joey Bosa's of the world. um, And Keenan Allen go down the list of a lot of high-level players that that roster has, Derwin James. And they're saying, all right, if Herbert can replicate what he did in his rookie season, or even better, improve upon it, as we can expect with rookie passers, we have patience with them and they grow, well, there's a reasonable avenue where we can flush out this roster around him and contend for the playoffs and in the rosiest of visions for a Super Bowl sooner rather than later. The Dolphins with Tua, who they're feeling the urgent side of things more than they are feeling the patient side of things because Tua's rookie season was incredibly rocky. And it seems like the Dolphins have really built out their roster in a smart way. Uh, If you just put a quarterback on their team that was really good this season, I think they would be a Super Bowl contender. I think a lot of people believe that same thing. Now, last season, Tua, who was drafted in the top three of last year's draft to come in and represent that quality quarterback on a rookie contract, best of all the worlds, uh, very rocky season. Benched off and on for Ryan Fitzpatrick. When he played, there were a lot more oof moments than ah moments. And the Dolphins are now coming into this season and saying, you're our starter, and we're going to need to see things sooner rather than later. Or the decision that we make when it comes to whether or not we want to extend you, that's not going to go in your favor. Um, There's examples of this all throughout the league. It's one of the most interesting parts in present-day NFL. This race, almost, between patience and urgency. This sweet spot, balance, whatever you want to call it. But almost every, not almost every team, but about half the teams in the league are trying to find this. Uh, You go back to that Kalen Jones stat and... 14 teams, less than half in the league. They have quarterbacks that are using up a high percentage of their team's cap. And there are a lot of other teams that are not doing that. And a large portion of those teams are represented by teams with rookie signal callers on rookie deals that NFL squads are going, all right, uh, how good is this person? How much patience do we need to be showing right now? And how much do we need to be saying, you need to show something right now or you're going to be on your way out the door. Two teams who have good quarterbacks in present day, they're looking at this contract extension side of things and going, okay, um, the Ravens and Lamar, the Browns and Baker Mayfield, both have showed great flashes. And now they're saying, all right, how much are we willing to pay these people? They're in that contract extension side of things uh, that also represents an interesting part of team building and how much cap space you want to dedicate to a quarterback, especially after their rookie deal is over and how much they've shown during the life of that rookie contract. So rookie quarterbacks and that experience, that showing patient side of things, it's obviously a bumpy road for the vast majority of rookies, especially in the earliest of stages. Something that we're seeing with Zach Wilson in New York. I want to read something that comes from Jets training camp that was written by Connor Hughes of The Athletic. Wilson went down five times on Tuesday, including three from Carl Lawson. That's not uncommon. 
the rookie is routinely under duress. Wilson hasn't had a chance to truly work through his reads and progressions because, well, he hasn't had time to work through his reads and progressions. His process is exactly where we want it to be, head coach Robert Sala said. His study habits are exactly where we want it to be. His demeanor on the practice field is exactly where we want it to be. But the result is, that's a pacifier to make people happy. He's going in the direction that he needs to go. He's got the right mindset. He's doing everything that he needs to do. When it clicks, it clicks. It hasn't yet. The Jets hope it will soon. End quote. So you see the Jets in this kind of race against time as well as they attempt to find the sweet spot between patience and urgency. And this is as early stage as you can possibly find in a rookie quarterback. It's training camp of Zach Wilson's rookie season. Has not played a preseason game yet. The Jets have not played in the preseason. Um, He's still learning the playbook. And he's still going through all of the the bumps that inevitably will come with being a rookie quarterback in the sport of football. And again, life comes at you very fast in the NFL. I think that's part of why you see threaded through these comments from Salah. It's like, no, no, no. Pull back, pull back, pull back. Like, we're here to show patience right now in present day. Because you look around the Jets organization and we need to be showing that. We have new coaching staff. We have new management. We have a rookie quarterback. uh, We have a lot of new pieces we're trying to integrate. That's the patient side of things. Again, that turns into urgency pretty damn fast, though. Um, You look back to the Ravens and the Browns, the teams that I was talking about, and especially the Ravens. And they've had just kind of an interesting break from patience to urgency. Because they correctly identified an awesome rookie quarterback in Lamar Jackson. And they build out an awesome roster around him. They put him in a great position to succeed according to his talents. But now suddenly you're looking to maximize your Super Bowl contention window for these few years where he's on that rookie deal. And so the playoff losses to the Chargers in his rookie season and the Bills last year, they hurt even more because the Ravens know that They're in a race against the clock. They know they're going to have to pay Lamar soon. And you'll pay him that because I think Lamar has shown awesome stuff on the field. But it takes away that big salary cap advantage that is built into having a rookie quarterback under center. Josh Allen and the Bills, a dude who I recorded an episode about last week, about the process of improvement, about how an organization and an individual If they improve together, it maximizes that improvement on both sides. He has just signed an enormous extension right after I recorded that episode, I think two days after, because the Bills are saying, we believe this guy is a true superstar. Uh, That very select few quarterbacks in the league that can guarantee us contention into the playoffs every year for the life of his contract. He signs a six-year, $258 million contract. $150 $150 million of that guaranteed. It's a big bet on Buffalo's end that he is going to be a superstar, which, you know, I believe to be correct. I think last year's Josh Allen performance, the proof is kind of in the pudding there. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that went into that that you're the Bills. If you're a fan like me, you say, yeah, I trust that moving forward. That was incredible play from your quarterback. But if he's not, you know, you never really know. If he's not, well, your organization's kind of hamstrung for the life of that contract, and you're going to be repeating this cycle 
where now you're searching for a rookie quarterback on that rookie contract, you're going to be repeating that again after you just went through it with Josh Allen. So going back to Zach Wilson and the Jets and this race, this seeking to find the sweet spot between patience and urgency, uh, and you hear those quotes from Robert Sala, and you go, yeah, the Jets, they're a far cry as an organization from where the Bills were when they were drafting Allen, and especially as they've shown over the last few years, and definitely where the Ravens were when they drafted Lamar. Totally stable organization, a lot of success prior, including Super Bowl wins, smart, cutting edge, all that kind of stuff, great head coach in John Harbaugh. The Jets are, have been the opposite of that, the consummate tire fire of the last decade. And so when you hear Robert Sala's quotes and you hear, okay, Zach Wilson, he's struggling in practice. Yeah, fine. We like where he's at right now. We're trusting in the process. The result, that's a pacifier for people. And this is a new organization. That's what Robert Sala is believing in. That's what everyone in that organization is believing in. We're going to have patience with ourselves as a new coaching staff, with Mike LaFleur, the new offensive coordinator, with Zach Wilson is our rookie quarterback because we just don't have any other options. It's an all-new coaching staff. It's a roster with minimal talent relative to the rest of the league. Both of those things take time to build up, to gain trust, and to instill that process that is then manifested as results down the road. Um, But there's also that urgency that comes with being an NFL team because life comes at you so fast within this sport. Uh, And so you go to Zach Wilson, you go, look, you're drafted number two overall. Built into that, you are the hope of this organization. And remember, you're on a rookie contract, which is only a small amount of years. So please be good, preferably right now, but sooner rather than later. Um, Finding balance between patience and urgency. It's the key for any organization that's looking to unlock the most valuable commodity in the NFL. A good quarterback on a rookie contract. It's why the Jets, and it's what the Jets and Zach Wilson, they need to find as they move into the 2021 season and beyond. Thank you for listening to No Baller. This show is produced by Weston Tanner and can be consumed in a variety of ways. You can download it as a podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, or the platform of your choice. You can also view it in video form via the Beehive TV app, which can be downloaded on Apple, Google, Roku, and Amazon Fire. For more information, go to noballer.com.